Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is September 20th, 2015, and we are doing episode number 251. My name is Rob Woodbridge, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, where summer never ends. And with me, as usual. It is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association back in Toronto and ready to do this. Tough weekend in Toronto. It has been a tough weekend. I'm not even going to talk about it. No, we are not even going to talk about about two losses in a row. Because I don't think that's happened since when? Like June? It hasn't. July? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're talking about the Blue Jays again. And we swore we were not going to talk about the Blue Jays because I can't gloat about anything because by the yeah. time you got this podcast, you're listening to this, the, the Yanks could have lost two games already against uh, the Mets and then the Jays. So I, I don't want to say anything. Whenever I say anything... We'll just, just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Asif Khan, how was your week, my friend? Week was good. I uh, was out in Seattle for a couple days and uh, met with a bunch of uh, our folks out there. And uh, yeah, really, really good time. Um, got... Chance to catch up with Neil Christ uh, of Venue Labs, now wow. Groupon, uh, acquired by Groupon. So uh, uh, maybe uh, we'll see him at Retail Loco as well and some of the Groupon folks. Obviously, Groupon's in Chicago, so it makes sense. Um, so we're working on that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very good week. Uh, and uh, I'm back home for a few days, and then I'm actually heading out to do a very quick uh, trip to Las Vegas, just literally in and out. Um, to uh, to speak at a, a little uh, internal event for one of our members. So yeah, you don't go to Vegas for an, a small event. It, it it literally, I'm flying out Thursday and I'm back Friday. You know, I did that with uh, with Rove back in the day where yeah. I um I can't remember where I came from, but it might have been that I came from Florida. I stopped in in Ottawa to get a, a change of clothes, and then I went to Vegas uh for the day because uh, my co-founder had was speaking um at a at a conference and i wanted to be there to support him mm-hmm. and then i took the red eye home yeah like that's it was I, I don't do the red eyes anymore i just can't i i gotta yeah i'm flying back early the next morning red eyes are good you know yeah Not. N- never like, said by I anybody i can't do it no yeah well, I think you know your threshold is that if you've you've actually reached a certain age, you can't do it, mm-hmm. right? Unless you're in first class, and yeah. we used to fly. And I think to, I'm there. Well, we used to fly to Europe in first class, right? Because it would be yeah. then you'd be productive. But man, yes, yeah. Anyway, so what's uh, so you got that this week, and then what what else is going on with the Location Based Marketing Association? I think that there's something coming up almost a month away from now. There is, but even before we get to that, so I I fly out there Thursday, back Friday, uh, home Saturday, and then. Uh, Sunday, I leave for uh, Washington, D.C. for a few days to the FS Tech Conference. Hmm. So if you're in the food and restaurant industry, that's where you want to be from the 27th to the 29th. And we're supporting that and promoting it and uh, participating in it. And then we're a month away, as Rob's talking about, from Retail Loco in Chicago, uh, October 22nd, 23rd. That's our biggest event of the year. And uh, pretty pumped about it. Some new speakers came on on board this week. Uh, Crate and Barrels on board. Foursquare's on board. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be some good times. I think I'm, uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped. You know, I'm just trying to. Oh, okay. You know what's good about this? I was just thinking about it. Is that the World Series, right? So, like, you guys are optimistic about the Toronto uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and uh, yeah. the first game of the World Series is actually October 27th. Is that possible? Yeah. Is it really yes, that I think late? So that that sounds right. End of the month. It should be the very last week. The last game, the first game of the World Series is at the end of October now? 
Yeah. God. Well, because they had the wild card and everything got pushed back a week, right? Yeah, but that is late. Like, we're going to be playing baseball into November. I know. It's good. Man, I love that. It's good. God, baseball is the greatest. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So go to retaillow.co if you're interested in that. But I was just, I mean, I was just worried about, you know, scheduling, man, because October 27th, they got to, whatever happens. That means that maybe game seven of some series will be on the 23rd. Yeah, maybe. you're gonna have to have some kind of television while you're we're watching the. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll yeah. figure it out. All right. Well, uh, yeah. If the Jays are playing that night. We will have it on somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. the hot sauce committee is going to take a back seat to the, uh, to yeah. the Blue Jays. And if the Yankees are playing, what are you going to do there, Steve? I don't know. We'll just have to let it go. I guess. <laughs> just, we just we'll, we'll, we'll switch to the Cubs game. We'll like, oh, nice. We'll ignore it. Well. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we've got a great show. Uh, we got 10 stories here. We've got five great industry uh, e- stories. And then, of course, we're going to cover some of the uh, member news, which is also industry news, but we've just broken it this way because it makes it easier for us to say we're only covering five stories, right? Is that the way that it yes. goes? Yes, and uh, I get to start this off. Is there anything else that we want to talk about, or am I am I good? I think that's it. You you might want to stick around for the for the middle part here, right after we go through these uh, these industry news items, because Asif is going to give us a review of something that is a long time coming. I can't wait. I can't wait to hear his review. Uh, yeah. He hasn't he hasn't used it yet, but he will this no. week, and then I'm sure we'll get a follow up. We'll get a full review. Uh, we'll get a next full week. review. I, but I'm, yeah. it's exciting. Yes. Exciting. The only thing. Yeah. Anyways, I don't want to talk. About, no, 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 I'm going to talk about it. But we got, uh, why don't I jump into these stories right now Let's so we can it. get through it. So um, our first story is, involves a company called Apple. And it has nothing to do with the Apple Watch, uh, I, uh, Apple Watch OS delay, which is brutal, but good on them for not releasing. This has to do with something that they have been doing quite a bit of in the last couple of years, which is acquiring uh, mapping startups. And this time it's MapSense. So if you're interested in keeping score, that is, what is it? It's HopStop. Coherent navigation, locationary, Wi-Fi slam, Embark, and Broadmap, and now MapSense. These are all small companies, kind of in the twenty-five to thirty million dollar range, twelve to fifteen people mm-hmm. that Apple has acquired. And apparently, MapSense. We've covered them many times before, I think, on, on this show. Yeah. And they they are really about uh, accumulating data points and then making sense of the data points, so they can chunk the data very quickly and then make make sense of it very quickly. They do three things uh, really well, which is they have a high-speed mapping engine. So you can index serious amounts of, uh, of data with that high-speed mapping engine. Uh, you can do uh, lightning-fast filtering and searching. Then they have a self-serve data analysis tool, which allows you to basically very visual, clickable analysis for everyone. Uh, so even, even the CEO can use these tools. And then they have this great open-source developer tools. And I don't know what's going to happen with these, which is uh, based on the MapSense.js library. It's D3-based. Um, and who knows what's going to happen with that. But uh, cashing in... Twenty-five to thirty million dollar acquisition for for MapSense. Um, this, you know, these guys. This is this good for them? Is this good for everybody? I don't know. Asif, man, what's going uh, on? You know, I think it's good for them. I think the uh, you know, there's a lot of little little players in the space. So I think if you if you have a chance to get out and be part of something bigger like this, you know, why not, right? Um, I think from Apple's point of view, it just it, for me, this is a signal that. Uh, Hey, you know they haven't uh, seeded the market to Google. They, uh, you know, obviously Google still has you know the the majority of the market share around this. But but Apple's in this for a long haul. They continue to do this. Their maps are getting better. Uh, we saw some improvements uh, in iOS nine. Yep. 
pointing towards that. Uh, and here we go, another acquisition to support you know that that improvement down the road. So, Apple's in this for the long haul; they're not going anywhere, and uh, they, they will have a robust mapping product um, at some before. point. Before long, you know, uh, they they this is a great return for the investors because these guys only raised two and a half million dollars in 2013 as their seed seed yep. seed round and, uh, and and they sell for 25 to 30 million US, which which is great. Um, now, I, I, I you know, this is an ongoing battle that I think a lot of people have. It's iOS or Apple Maps versus Google Maps versus everything else. And, and you know, they're both at, 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 at a great leap from where they started. Like think about where Google Maps started. And back in the day, I gotta be honest with you, back in the day, I used the Google Maps API to create something called um, uh, Track My Concert. And um, and this was around, basically it was supposed to be about Bruce Springsteen and, and it allowed you to track all your concerts. And I was in there programming with the API and, and building you know a map version of all of the concerts and it turned out very well. It's very popular. Not just a pretty face people. He can no, play. I was down there at code level, machine level. And, and but, the, the advancements are so great over the last couple of number of years. And I think the competition is amazing in this, that, that it pushes people along. But, but I got to tell you that my, still my go-to mapping service is Google and, and beyond a shadow of a doubt, like offline viewing, all of the things, but because I think of the map as an operating system. So I, I see if I don't know what you do when you, I, when I'm looking for a location and I want to know what time that location, I did it today. I needed to get to Lowe's. Uh, before they close, and I don't know how you 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 do it, but I just go to Google and I type in Lowe's and I find the one that I want, and it has the hours of operation. That's right? exactly what I do. That yeah. doesn't happen in Apple Maps. That right there yeah. means that Google's thinking about it completely differently than Apple is, and and they've accumulated all this data, and it is the place that I go to for all information about retail locations, about my destination. So, until Apple has that, I don't I don't care. It doesn't work for me. I do not care. So they don't have that data that is around the location. It's not about for me. It's not about getting to the location. It's about and that's and that's closes. why I said you know a while back and one of the companies we're going to talk about a little bit later, Foursquare, uh, you know, would have been a logical acquisition because they have that data points. So like it, like if for the you know the people who still use Foursquare out there, and we'll talk about them a little bit more, <laughs> but you know. When you pull something up in Foursquare, you know, it does tell you right away, you know, like for a recommendation on, you know, a pizza place or whatever, it tells you if it's open right now, what the hours are, yep. what the tips are. So they need to they need to acquire a Foursquare or a Yelp or something that gives them the data points to add to the map um, layer. And then they've got that. They, then they, they might they might pull me in. I mean, visually, uh, they're both great, but I just until Apple has that one feature, mm -hmm. because I look at I look at the map as 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 an operating system, and if you're, you're not telling me if the place is open, then I don't care. It's of no use to me. Right. So there you go. It. But Apple buys MapSense, twenty-five to thirty million dollars, twelve-person team, two and a half million dollars in investment, seed state, seed investment in twenty thirteen. Uh, era, it's it's Eras Cohen. Um, good on you, buddy. Congratulations. Hopefully you do great things inside of Apple. There you go. All right. Our second story over to New Zealand and the, uh, the sport of football. This is what we call soccer, uh, in, uh, in North America. And, um, yeah, so the football league, uh, which is the, uh, you know, the, the premier, uh, professional league over there. In, uh, in New Zealand, so this is not FIFA, uh, but following on the sort of 
the ruling by FIFA earlier this year to allow uh, teams to have GPS tracking devices on their players from an analytics and coaching uh, perspective, uh, they decided um, to uh, to allow this to happen in, in their league as well. And it wasn't mandated. It was, hey, you know, the teams can decide if they want to do this. They need to inform us if they want to do this um, and, uh, you know, give notice basically that they're going to have these things on during the game. Well, one team decided to do that. The uh, the Wycombe Wanderers, uh, they're called, uh, they had their players wear GPS trackers during the game. They informed, or, or the, the opposing coach, I guess, for the, the team that they were playing that game, saw this in the warm-up and complained about it and said, you know, he didn't think this was a good idea. Um, and his exact words were, it's a hard object and a dangerous bit of equipment. If somebody goes into the back of another player to head the ball, uh, I noticed it in the tunnel and I alerted the referee. I don't think it should be allowed. Uh, someone could head it, someone could get pulled, or somebody could even get choked. That was what he said. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting, right? I mean, I brought this story forward because, uh, you know, we've heard about, you know, the adoption of these kinds of technology. We've heard about, you know, all the benefits, uh, you know, to, to coaching and, you know, to, uh, to the players and, and the fans at home from, uh, you know, being able to have better, um, you know, sort of commentary going on based on the, on, the, on the data coming from these devices in real time, you know, and things like that. So that's all the good stuff. But, you know, there is a, I guess, a negative side to this that, you know, we should point out from time to time, which is, hey, you know, there's a hard piece of equipment uh, on this player that, you know, somebody could get hurt with if they uh, if they ran their head into it or something like that. And or they might play. get choked. Or they might get choked. Um, so, you know, I just thought it was an interesting thing uh, to, to bring up this week and to kind of share with everybody. So, you know, and it's not a new thing. It's not it's not unique to this. Uh, we talked a little while ago, maybe six, seven months ago, Zebra uh, Technology, we, who we covered. In fact, we covered their uh, resource uh, the other week. But those guys um, had put RFID tags on all the NFL um, uh, shoulder pads. Uh, for all the NFL teams uh, in the U.S. last year, and that seems to go well. So I guess it, it also depends on the format uh, of the of the equipment that's being put exactly. out there, right? Exactly. And an RFID sticker on a shoulder pad isn't going to be the same as you know some kind of you know uh, choker around somebody's neck with a GPS tracker into it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, there's a Montreal-based company that I that I keep on keep tabs on. It's called Ohm Signal, and and these yeah. guys. Well, why not? It's eventually going to be woven into the fabric, anyways, at some point, yeah. right? So yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, it should be part of the jersey that they're wearing, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So anyhow, so there you go. Michael Wanderers, the football league in New Zealand. <laughs> it's all the controversy. You might get choked. You might get choked. There you go. Uh, when you yeah. get choked. Yeah, exactly. When you get choked. You need. You need a. An iced tea. You definitely need an iced tea. How about a Lipton iced tea? A Lipton iced tea. Lipton iced tea. I, I'm not a big iced tea drinker, um, but when we went to, say, Canada's Wonderland, for example, it was like a scorcher. It was 30 degrees Celsius yeah. that day. The sun was hot, and they had this Coke cool-down area where you know where you try to go in, and it's like all mist, yeah. right? And it sprays you with water, a little light mist to cool you down on these days. And and uh, I think maybe Lipton Ice Tea took that to the extreme here, is that um, they have billboards. Uh, this is actually in conjunction with a company that I can only pronounce as Uh-Oh Media, but I don't think it's called that. I think it's Out of Home Media, but I went through their entire website, and it doesn't tell you how to say their name, so I'm going to say it's Uh-Oh, which is not a good go. name. It's called Uh-Oh Media. 
And uh, they worked with Lipton on something called Taste the Bright Side. And it allowed uh, basically thirsty, hot and thirsty shoppers uh, a refreshing spray of water when they pushed a button on a billboard. That was it. So it was in downtown uh, in Auckland, New Zealand, and, and uh, it was in the shopping area. And it is a billboard, and there's a big press me button, and you push the button, and water sprays out. And here we are trying to recreate or, you know, add add life to you know, standard stationary advertising. And this, they say, will they think that that a million people will push the button. Why not shoot out some iced tea? Ah, so ah, you can ah, just shoot in your mouth. Like, I don't Yeah, I, I don't know. Why I, water? Because it go right in the eye, lawsuits and stuff. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, and, and uh, it just seems like like I, there's a process by which they have to put the bag in the back and fill it up with water so there's no hoses and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I, whatever. I think that this is probably a good way to create attention. Um, but you're right. No, no, no. Just give me an iced tea. Yeah. Are you like, I mean, water? let me try the product. Although I don't know if I'd... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I saw Simpsons with uh, with Homer doing that with Duff Beer, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that's all it is. It's it's a... Uh, you know, we, we see a lot of these um, examples of kind of interactive uh, posters that are not just digital interactive. They're actually really interactive. You know, it's like the talking garbage can in, in uh, Brooklyn. And, and now here we got Lipton spraying you with water. I, I don't have a really opinion. I think it's probably good if a million some people, people you know, like are like just can't don't have water, and others can have enough that they can just spray it out there, right? That's right, boy. Oh yeah. boy, you're right. You, you bring it down to the the bare. Yeah, you're right. Is that we're wasting water? We're wasting are, water now. And there are people like at least spray the Lipton iced tea. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, let people try the product at least. Why are we wasting water? Why are we wasting water? We should be wasting the iced tea. And think about all the ants around there and all. Like, yeah, the, come on. Wasp spray all Man. that and all. Well, good try, good try, Lieutenant. And uh oh, I think it's out of home media, but I'm going to call them uh oh media from now on. Yeah, right. I think that's an uh oh. Anyway, story. Yeah, I think it's an uh oh. It's an uh, uh oh. All right, our fourth story. Rob, are your kids into? Uh, are your boys into Pokemon? So much into Pokemon, I cannot tell you how it's a different language for me. I just yeah, it's been around for 25 years. I, 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 little, I couldn't believe that when I read it. 1995. Yeah, yeah. My my, my nephew is now 25 years old. I remember him playing it when he was a kid, right? When he was, and he was born in the early '90s. So uh, this is this is the like I, I didn't understand it then. I I, I even I understand it even less now that I'm older and my kids. Yeah, are I'm I'm it. right with you. I don't get it, but my uh, my son's into it as well. And uh, anyways, there's a new uh, a, a new development with uh, with Pokemon. No, and, I don't uh, want any more Pokemon, please. Yeah, so we're moving from the virtual world of Pokemon into the physical world oh. that we all live in. And so they're, they're created a, a new game uh, called Pokemon Go, uh, simply Geo. And uh, this will be available on Android and iOS. And it uses augmented reality and the smartphone's GPS uh, to allow players to battle and capture Pokemon um, that will be visualized in the real world in the places that you visit. Please don't tell my kids about this. Yeah, so there you go. So they've teamed up with our good friends at Niantic Labs, the former uh, Google division uh, that spun out. And uh, you might remember Rob and I talked about Niantic a while ago in a um, augmented reality physical world game uh, that they created called Ingress. And so they've kind of built on on sort of the, the Ingress platform, if you will, this new thing called Pokemon Go. 
And so here you are, uh, scattered throughout the real world. Players can discover, uh, using your GPS, uh, the hidden Pokemon uh, in, in places wherever they are. And so there's actual GPS coordinates where Pokemon will be uh, hiding. And you can find these things. There's even a, uh, a, a sort of watch-like device that they've created around this uh, called the Pokemon Go Plus with a detachable Bluetooth piece to it. Um, and uh, and you can buy this thing, obviously, if you want to spend a little extra coin, um, like Rob might, I don't know, uh, to get the Pokemon Go Plus uh, little wrist uh, device there. So, you know, maybe you don't want to get your kid an Apple Watch, but maybe you want to get a Pokemon Go Plus. I, I want, I'm going to get my kid an Apple Watch before I get that. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so there, there you go. Yeah, it's nice. interesting. It's not available yet. Uh, they're talking about... Um, I guess early uh, early 2016 is when this will be available. Initially, the game itself will be free uh, with in-app purchases available on the Android and iOS devices. God. How about Pokemon Go Away? <laughs> there you go. I, you know, I just cannot wait until my... Like, they were up there in their tree fort today. And and they have the binders of all the Pokemon cards. Yeah. Right? That's what they're they're up there looking at the Pokemon cards. They have yeah. hundreds of these do things. Do they trade with each other? They do. They trade with each other. They bring them to school. Yeah. They trade with their kid, friends at school. They come back and like they're like, Look, Dad, I got the, the I'm like, ah. Yeah, I know. I get the same thing. And then they ask me if, if I could battle with them. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I just I don't know. But okay, I do. Because <laughs> that's what dads do. They yeah. battle in Pokemon. Anyhow. Pokemon go away. At what age? You know, my biggest fear, no offense, my biggest fear though is is you know, when we go into these stores, these hobby stores, that's my biggest fear. Is that it's going to be my kid at 38 still living at home working at a hobby store. Yeah. Well, you know what happened to me? Here, here so here's the other thing that happened to me. So, speaking of kind of collecting cards and things like that. Uh -oh. So, Matthew, my son, uh for his birthday um which just happened a little while ago, He's, uh, one of one of his relatives gave him a like like this kind of like album thing that you collect Canadian coins in, and it's just got all these empty slots. Oh, great! Right, and you got to go find like the 1937 blue nose dime, right? And all it's this, worth nine grand, right? Yeah, and all nice. this stuff, right? So like now he's coming to me going like, well, where where can I, you know, can we get these coins, right? And I'm and I'm like. Are you serious? Like, and then like I, when I was a kid, I had a coin collection, so I've got this box of coins, right? So now, like, I got to go get my coins, my collection, and like give it to him. I'm like, come on, might as well it's do my it. My collection. You people. might as well do it while you're living, because he's gonna get it when you die anyway. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. So create some value. Yeah. Oh, enough collecting. All I don't right. know what I don't know what people uh, do with Pokemon yeah. cards after they, you know, they. Let's grow. go for a drive. Well, let's go for a drive. This is actually, uh, you know, one of the greatest things about about uh, GPS is GPS itself is voice activated directions, because I don't need to know anymore. But I turn off voice activation, right? I just it, it drives me crazy. It interrupts my audio, my podcast, my audiobook, whatever it might be. It interrupts the conversation, and uh, and I don't have any of those voices. You know, you can get Schwarzenegger to, to give you directions and those kinds of things. So I I don't do any of that kind of stuff. But if I did, this would be the app that I would have. Now I probably wouldn't use these guys because, as I said, I use Google, but here's a perfect example of of great um you know natural language direction making and this is a company called mapkin uh, and it's a driving app that gives you the route as well as gives it to you 
by audio in language that you would use. Now it's computer language, so it's like it's still the broken, disjointed computer language. But instead of saying turn left on uh, you know I ninety, then slight right on this, and then you know basically very specific instructions like that, like a computer would, this one gives you natural language. So it'll say you know just a little ways down, you know around the corner from the church, turn right, you know, and that kind of stuff, where it would be as if a friend was telling you the directions. Mm-hmm. Now the friend may have actually put the directions in there, which is great, but it's read to you, as I said, by a robot. So you still got the robot challenge who's reading to you. But this is this this kind of natural language really does help because if you're ever driving with somebody, they don't they're not very specific and they often miss directions. And I think that would be the greatest things ever greatest thing ever is that said uh, it said, Oh, you missed a turn. I meant to say it was back there because that's what my friends always do when they drive with me. So it's Mapkin. Mapkin. Mapkin, M-A-M, M-A-P-M, oh my God. Here we go, mapkin.co, M-A-P-K-I-N.co. It seems to be only available for iOS at this moment, um, but you will hear, uh, and here's some examples on their website about what you'll hear. It says like, take a left at the light onto Main Street, just past the gas station, right? So those are the kind of language, that's the way that you get directions. So it's mapkin.co, mapkin.co, available in iOS. And in fact, these guys are made in Boston. That's it. Mapkin, would you use that? I think so. Yeah. Oh, uh, but you I'm know. like you. I try to turn off this stuff, like yeah. uh, because uh, I'm usually listening to music when I'm in the car. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, especially now, like I, I don't know about you, man, but like Apple Music. Awesome. I'm all over those oh, like uh, those recommended playlists. Like they keep putting together like gems. I was just listening to the greatest one ever. I can't even remember what it's called, but that's all I listen to. It's all I listen to. It's it's all I listen to. And actually, today I was outside all day, and, and it was like, like uh, you know, the best of you too. Like I just I just love that the best of Melon Camp, and I just hit play and I yeah. go. No, they're great. They're fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. So, yeah, for me yesterday it was the best of Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana, Deep Cuts, Bruce that. Springsteen. Love Find that. it. So. Deep Cuts. All right. Yeah. So that was it. Those are the top five stories of uh, this past week. Pretty cool stories. Great stories. Uh, you know, some investments or some financing, some funding, some sales. Um, you know, a great little product in uh, in Mapkin if you're interested in that in the natural language. In the natural language. I think it's only English. Um, but it's um, it's it, these are important stories because they're trends. you got to be on top of these things. And I guess before we get into the member news, Asif, uh, I, I, have, I have an announcement. Actually, I'll wait. I'll wait till the end of the show because I've got a book recommendation. So it's going to be okay. at the end of the show. And then I have a special birthday wish that's going to come up at the end of the show as Ooh, well. So. All right. But you, man, you. I, I, have, I have a product. Well, an early product review uh, without fully testing the product. But you yet, plunked but... down money on this puppy on – you actually – oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. So probably one of the most successful Indiegogo campaigns that was ever run uh, – was for something called the Blue Smart, one of the, the f- world's first connected smart suitcase. And as a guy like me that travels, you know, every week pretty much, you know, like I when I saw this thing initially, I was like all over it. And then uh, I had I had to I had to get one, so I like I, I plunked down the thing. Then I decided to get more involved. And then when I was in Hong Kong, uh, where their manufacturing is happening, I went over and visited the the team, you know, and and chatted with them about how it was going and all of that. So. Finally, this week I come home from Seattle, and wouldn't you know it? Here is my Blue Smart. It's here. It's Look at it that. exists now. It's um, it's still in beta, as far as the app is concerned. Does that mean that um, maybe maybe your clothes don't uh, don't they'll pop out? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. With no, a wheel break. It's, it's just the app that's in beta, but 
the um, and there's only like you know like they haven't really started mass shipping yet. They've they've shipped these out to like kind of the first uh, couple hundred folks um, to kind of play around with and and kind of learn. And we have to provide some feedback uh, on on the app and the interaction and stuff. But it's here, man. It's it's freaking awesome. Like it's you know look at that. Look at those look at those cool wheels. Those wheels. Man. Does it lock? It does lock. So basically, if you have the app, let me see if I can actually uh, hang on a sec. Let's see if I can do this. This is a bad. This is a bad. This is a bad idea because it'll never work when we're live. No, it's gonna work. It's gonna work. You're gonna see. This you're is gonna a bad see, idea. You're gonna see lights, camera, and action in a second. Really? Um, Does it electrocute you? No. Oh, I see. Do you see that lighting up? Yes. See that? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. Now watch this. It's like pulsing. Okay. So, like, my app is connected to it, as you can see. All right. Can you Does see it that? tell you what's in it? Because that'd be cool. No, but it tells you how much it weighs. Oh yeah, because you got the what you pull up the, uh, the scale. Lever. You pull yeah. on the thing, and it, it'll tell you. So it, we can try that actually. So let's uh, here. See, get in it and weigh yourself. Okay. So I just press the, the the weight thing. Okay. And now I'm gonna pull on the handle. Get in it first. Okay. Here we go. Ready? He's not listening to me. See, he's not Look listening. Look at this. Or he's just totally ignoring me. 1.8 pounds. That's cool. See that? That's cool. All right. All right. Now unlock uh, the, lock it. Lock the damn thing. Now, now watch this. So it's unlocked, right? As you can see. Yes. Okay. Now look at this. I'm gonna flip it this way so you can see the top. Okay. On the side. You guys who are not watching this are missing a stellar demonstration. Watch this. A seat. Oh, locked. Unlocked. Look at that. It makes it click like that too. Yeah, it does. Pretty that, cool, eh? That's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's then it's cool. got like um, on the back here because it has a built-in uh, battery yeah. charger. So on the back of it, right there, they see the yeah. little port. Um, so you can do that, and then there's another one on the inside. So if I open this puppy up, oh, that's inside cool. here, there's a there's another little charger unit in there. That's cool. See that? That's pretty cool. Let's see if I'm impressed, man. I have I have luggage envy. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be taking that to Vegas this week, and we'll see how it goes. I I, I put it all in black. Just yeah. let it ride. Put it all in black. You know what? The challenge that I have with that is that um you, you know it used to be that the um you know people would steal your luggage to get what was inside of it. Now people are going to steal your luggage to get the luggage. Right. Right. <laughs> so be careful about but, that. But but at least I'll know where it is when it gets stolen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's just cracking. I, I think it's that. That's funny. Isn't that, we have we have such envy of, of of technology that I'm going to steal your luggage, dump all your stuff out, and take the luggage itself. Yeah, yeah. Kind of freaky. That's a carry on though. You don't you don't check that though, do you? No, a, no, no. That's only carry on. Yeah. All right. Blue smart. Blue smart. I cannot they're believe here. they delivered. That's wicked. So, so now, now that they're actually shipping them out there, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna call up Brian Wong, who's the, one of the the founders. I'm gonna say, hey, Brian, can you come on and like actually talk to us? Because he didn't want to talk to us about this thing until it was like, they, they, it these was guys real. were so cool. Like they were, hey man, until we actually ship product and we deliver on what we say we're gonna do, we we're not talking about it. Smart, smart. Right. I like that. So. But they're shipping them, so let me see if I can get them on in the next couple of weeks to come talk about what they're doing. Sweet. So. Blue Smart. For all the other suckers out there who ordered who don't have it, Asif apparently has his. There it you go. It was real. You had to watch this. I saw it. It is real. 
That's yeah. cool. And I'll give you the full review like after I actually try it out and you know, run it through security at the airport and all that sort of stuff. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm gonna assume that they've actually gone through that testing to make sure that it's supposedly, doesn't... yeah. Yeah, all right. It's impenetrable. All right, well, why don't we jump into the uh, member news? I swear to you, I got this great book review that's coming up, and then I got a, ha- a birthday wish. So we got to get through this uh, member okay. news pretty quick. Very, good. very quick. Five, right. five quick pieces of member and news. And so it begins. First, first is uh, a, a team up here uh, between Under Armour and the Sports Authority, big retailer. Uh, you might remember Under Armour went out and acquired a company called Map My Fitness uh, around a, a very, very popular uh, app. Well, actually, 150 million people have this uh, fitness tracking app. And so what they're doing now is is that um, they're linking the Under Armour workout uh, uh, gear and the activity that uh, that you're doing in this gear to rewards at the Sports Authority. So uh, their Sports Authority has a reward program called the League by Sports Authority, and members will get rewards for completing activities within the Map My Fitness program. Um, so this is the f- first partnership, first major partnership between you know Map My Fitness and a retailer. Um, and I guess, again, Under Armour's only real involvement in this is that they own Map My Fitness now. So they're starting to roll this out. And hopefully it'll be eventually, as Rob was alluding to earlier, tied into actual, you know, uh, ge- like gear that you can wear, clothing that you can wear that has stuff built into it. Unlike, you know, GPS trackers that, we, that can choke you, um, like stuff that's actually woven into the fabric. So there you go. Um, and uh, just quickly, they described the first challenge as it's called Back on Track. It launched uh, last Wednesday. Let's members who log three workouts or 10 miles a week have a chance to win $500 in Sports Authority gift card. So there you go. That's the first story. Second one, uh, very, very quick one. Uh, one of our uh, powerhouse uh, LBMA member companies, uh, Where to Get It, uh, in fact, one of the sponsors at Retail Loco. Uh, is no longer called Where to Get It. Uh, they had their big uh, sort of internal conference this past week in uh, Marina del Rey, down where they're based, and uh, they announced that they've renamed the company, rebranded, uh, and it's now called Brandify, B-R-A-N-D-I-F-Y, Brandify, formerly Where to Get It. Uh, so there you go. Check them out uh, at brandify.com. And, uh, yeah, and you'll see them if you come to Retail Loco in person. So, uh uh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of interesting. Good name. I like it. Uh, third story, uh, a partnership here between Social Geist and Foursquare. So we talked briefly about Foursquare and, and why uh, I continue to say it's a good acquisition for uh, somebody like Apple. But uh, while we're waiting for that to happen, uh, Foursquare does have a lot of valuable data. The, f- the fact is, you know, they, uh, they haven't been able to find any consumer revenue models, but they have been able to start to uh, find some revenue from licensing their data. And here comes uh, a good example of that. So Social Geist is a social media um, uh, data platform. And uh, what they've done is, is they partnered with Foursquare to get access to all of their uh, the tips information that people have left on all the places that they visited uh, or checked into through Foursquare. So when you see, when you pull up that restaurant or that bar or that uh, you know uh, fitness club or whatever it is, uh, there's usually a lot of tip information in there, just like you have in Yelp. And now that tip information, in fact, 60 million people worldwide, 70 million short form uh, tips have been left uh, in the Foursquare platform. Those tips and that data uh, is now can be it can now be pulled into the Social Guys platform. Um, uh, through their consumer portal, so uh, finding ways to uh, to monetize their data uh, in a B two B play uh, in this case um, 
uh, I think it's a good thing for Foursquare and a good thing for social guys. So there you go. Uh, four story, um, full disclosure on this one, company called Zonetail based here in Toronto. Uh, this is a company that I am on the advisory board of uh, as well. Uh, they announced this week that they've raised $2.3 million. Uh, this is a Series A uh, from private investors. Uh, if you haven't heard of Zonetail yet, I know I haven't really talked to a lot about them. Um, I've kind of been running under the radar, but this is a, a location-based platform specifically for the hotel and condo uh, sector. And uh, basically what they've done is, is they, they, they provide uh, neighborhood information and content and deals and, and stuff specifically around the hotel. So what they've tried to kind of do is digitize the, uh, you know, the, you know, when you go to a hotel and they, you know, they still have those books sitting on the table that tell you about all the, all the cool places and restaurants nearby. Well, guess what? They do that in a digital way, um, instead. Um, so they're, they're kind of bringing all the information about things that are happening around the hotel property or around the condo property, uh, near you and, and then offering up, uh, deals and stuff from, you know, local places that are near to your hotel. Because, you know, if you're from out of town, you don't really know what's going on. So why not make it, you know, readily available there? And it's all white labeled for the hotel uh, and, and, and provided by them. So there you go. And then the last partnership uh, to announce, our fifth story, is AdMobilize and Verizon have teamed up around an IoT uh, play. So you might know AdMobilize. They're a um, fairly big player in the Internet of Things. Um, and uh, they are basically working with Verizon to add some, some uh, let's call it uh, connectivity or 3G connectivity to the, uh, to the AdMobilize AdBeacon uh, platform. So the core product from AdMobilize is their AdBeacon platform. We all know about beacons. We've talked about beacons all over the place. But what they've been able to do now is kind of take those beacons beyond sort of just sitting in stores and adding them to you know objects uh, in an IoT kind of framework. So we'll stick them on a billboard. We'll stick them on a lamppost. We'll stick them over here. But, you know, how do you get connectivity uh, to those things, right? So Wi-Fi is one thing to think about. But, you know, when you're out in the wild, in, in the open air, uh, you know, 3G cellular signal um, is another way to do that, um, to, to, to bring, you know, sort of the, the, the data connectivity to the beacon and allow it to communicate. And so that's where Verizon comes in. And that's a big part of, of what's, what's going on here. Is so, so I think we'll see more of these types of partnerships as, as you know, sort of the... The, you know the adoption of beacons grows and they move sort of beyond just being inside of the building into the into the physical world maybe Pokemon will start using oh. a 3g powered uh, uh, ad beacon platform with Verizon who knows maybe my kids kids will have that how's that maybe maybe so there you go so well done Asif Khan five stories See, that was pretty quick right? yeah that was very good good yeah. job all member news and and you know the shocking thing is that if you are a member and you don't leverage that thing called member news yeah i don't know why they don't, don't tell us about it i mean i can't do anything about it no you gotta you gotta let us even known yeah. let it let him know so reach out to him asif at the lbma.com and just make sure that your news is in there we made a whole section just for members there you go and then we made a whole section just for non-members hey you know what hey, i'd start to let if you're that. in the non-member section we want you to be a member yes. so you know let's let's move you down Come check us out at retailloco.com and yeah. retailloco.co, retail not retailloco.com. Ah, well, those, I can't believe we get through 10 stories that quickly and a review of an actual physical product. It's crazy. It is. And all the banter that we've gone through, all the rants and the raves. Now I get one last piece of business here. 
It's just, I know the anticipation is killing you because it's like, it's time for Rob's reviews. This is a very important part is that I have, uh, I, I love to read. I love to read. There isn't a moment that I don't consume some kind of something, whether it's a physical book, an audio book or podcast or whatever it might be. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly listening to book and, and I, you know, I spend a lot of time going back and trying to find some good books and I found one here and it's so apropos because I have a birthday wish on the, on the flip of this. This book is called Born to Run. Now, it's not about Bruce Springsteen at all. This no. is actually a book. But by, that's uh, why he got it in the first place. Exactly. I, I was like, more Bruce? And I was highly disappointed. Uh, what has he got to do with a tribe in Mexico and running? But that's what this book is about. It's a book by Christopher McDougall. Uh, and it came out a while ago. I mean, I don't even remember when it came out. It, it's been out for, for a while. I mean, just if you really want to know, I'll tell you when it's been around. It, I can't. Uh, yeah, since 2009. And this is about the Tarahumara tribe in Mexico and the fact that these guys can run hundreds of miles without breaking a sweat. And it's all about distance running, but it, it's not about distance running. It is about uh, how the body evolved to become a distance running machine. Anyways, I... It was a totally fascinating book. I was trying to explain to my kids today, but they didn't. Get, they didn't get it. And and I don't like to run. I do it, but I hate every step. And I'm looking for every inspiration to be able to make sure that every step is a little bit less painful. And here is this great book. It's called Born to Run: A Hidden Tribe, Super Athletes, and the Greatest Race the World Has Never Seen. I can't recommend it anymore because it is absolutely well told and a great story about uh, about running. And I never would have thought that that I would have yeah. thought that. So, born to run. But that leads me into birthday wishes, man. Guess what happens? So, today is the 20th where we're recording this. You're probably getting this on the 22nd. So, do not worry. You have plenty of time. And to see if while you're sitting there watching the Toronto Blue Jays playing the New York Yankees on September 23rd, this coming Wednesday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I would like you to raise a glass for Mr. Bruce Frederick Joseph Springsteen, who was born on that day, September 23rd, 1949, which would make him 66 wow. young years old on September 23rd. Man, I cannot believe it. We will be celebrating his birthday this coming Wednesday. I hope you all will join me. Raise a toast. I will keep that in mind while I'm, you know, munching down uh, some popcorn or something. Well, you just think about it, because as you're looking out there and you're looking at those New York Yankees, you got to realize that he is from the other side of the bridge from the yes. Jersey side, right? So, you know, maybe there's a little, you know, I don't know, I don't know. Born to Run. Born to Run. That's what it, you know, Born to Run the book. Do you know what I'm reading right now? Well, it was just completely different than that. What's that? So I'm reading this book. So a friend of mine recommended this book because I like history, right? That's one of the things that, I, that I like. Um, and uh, so this book I'm reading right now, it's called Nathaniel's Nutmeg. Check it out. Uh, it was published in 1999, and it was uh, recently back on the New York Times bestseller list. So it's it's a, it's based in uh, 1616, okay, and it's about this this English uh, guy named Nathaniel Corthorpe or something like uh, Corthorpe, I think is how you say his name, and and it's at the time when the spice nutmeg was more valuable than anything else in the world, like gold or, or anything. And so it was this like this battle between like France and you know Spain and England everybody who's who's going to control the nutmeg who's going to get the the monopoly to the this little island in the East Indies of where the nutmeg came from. That's cool. I can it's read really, that. Really I can read that. You gotta, nutmeg. Yeah. See that, that kind of stuff. You you don't get that from any other podcast, especially no. about location based marketing. No. Come on. 
Uh, okay, so Born to Run and Nathaniel Nutmeg. Those are our uh, book book recommendations. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, the new This Week in Location-Based Marketing book recommendations. Well, I think that's it for the show, unless you have anything else to see. That's it. I'm done. Just go to retaillow.co. We're going to kick it off here with the birthday boy himself. This, my friends, of course, right. is episode number 251, and it, it will continue the reign of uh, 251 consecutive episodes where I've mentioned Bruce Springsteen, where he's been a central topic. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. by the way, yeah. by the time we record next week's podcast, yes. the Yankees will either be still competing or they'll be gone. Right? It's bold, true. Bold prediction it'll time. Be, it'll be over one way or the other. Look, I, I'm going to say this now. The Yankees are down one nothing right now in the bottom of the fourth inning against the New York Mets. Uh, so the Jays lost today. Uh, when we reconvene this time next week, New York Yankees, first place. Not happy. All right. We'll Let's see. Leave it at that. We will see you all next week run. for episode number 252. Thank you for tuning in. And here is my moment of zen, Mr. Bruce. Going to be 60, freaking 66 this year uh, in two days. So enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. See you, Steve. Later. Oh,